is the Introverts Bubble Podcast with a nung of courageous creativity, a place for introverts and homebodies to get out of their heads and have more adventures, where we talk about the topics that introverts need to air out, ways to work around a loud world. Because there's nothing wrong with us, but we got problems, and we'll do things our way, alone if possible. Don't forget to join the Facebook group for more discussions, or make a donation on the website. Now that we've covered starting one or more side hustles, it's kind of an easy transition to start talking about starting your own business. Some of the points I kind of want to go over again that pertain to here as well, you'll also hear over on episode 11 about starting a side hustle. The first thing is, when you're doing a business, sometimes it's better to start it as a side hustle to make sure the idea is viable and maybe some of the kind of might be a little easier to start so you know you have the money for it. I mean, you keep a steady income with your full-time job until you get to the point where you either make enough profit or you can't grow anymore until you need to put more time in, which means leaving the job in the first place. And this can be a great way to go back and take your time and have more freedom. Other great reads for some of these is the million-dollar one-person business, Profit First, again, Making a Living Without a Job, and The $100 Startup. We make sure to check out the blog post for more re, uh, resources and freebies about this. Now, starting a business is very different than a side hustle, though the beginning steps are the, the same. But everything you need to do for it and within it are 10 times bigger. For a while, this will be your only income and will take up a lot of your time. And a lot of the time, the same amount you'll be that you used to do for your normal nine to five, which kind of defeats the purpose of you doing one, usually you want more free time. And this will be hard on your children and your significant others sometimes. Money can be tight, but also you will have to make sacrifices in other areas of your life. Until you get up and running, you won't be able to go out as much, buy as many things as you like, and you're gonna have to tighten your budget. Because a lot of it, whatever you have coming in for a while will have to go straight back in the business to start making things easier. Now, not to say that entrepreneurship isn't great. I'm allowed to be creative in so many different ways. I've created a life where I can take a nap, go grocery shopping in the middle of the day, and get rid of a crowd. But we, you will not have the structure of a job to hold you accountable to get your work done. Or give you set times when you should stop. It's hard for me, I'm still into it, where I work on the weekends, but it's only for a few hours, and no one else is, I do it in the morning when no one else is up doing anything. And then there's always going to be more you can do on the list. Like, your your list is going to be endless, and sometimes you, you're going to have to force yourself to get out of being in it, and doing everything, little bits in it, and actually step out of it to see where you're going. On top of that, it's going to be a while before people start respecting your time. So many will think that you can go out for coffee whenever, or you can run errands and do chores all day like you have nothing else to do. Like some people will leave with like stay-at-home moms. Or your dad will keep trying to contact, connect you with people who are hiring because you're not quote-unquote doing anything like mine did for a while. Um, You're going to need a lot of skills to start and grow a business. In the beginning, you're going to play every part of the business because you're not going to be able to afford to have someone doing 
your paperwork, all your marketing, social media, payroll, taxes. You got whatever entity things you need to do with laws, if you need trademarks, like all that stuff. And that's why it's so important to assess what your strengths and weaknesses are so you can identify the skills you need to develop. It's going to take a while. It's going to suck. It's never. It's not going to be sunshine and rainbows the whole time. You can get to a point where it's mostly that way because you can outsource when you need to. I mean, marketing and selling are sadly the two of the most important skills you're going to need for a successful business, and most people don't want to do that. But, I mean, how are these are the skills countless business owners struggle to master? I mean, yes, I did selling and a lot of my customer service jobs and stuff like that, and I was good enough at it. I didn't quite like it because I nobody likes being pushy and don't like some of the things that people are telling you you're supposed to do and the tactics you're supposed to do it with. And honestly, this is all going to be hit and miss. You're going to have to experiment and shift. You will learn as you go. It's going to suck sometimes, but it's going to be awesome. And others are kind of like, I I just did something and holy shit, I didn't realize it was going to work. Or you kind of keep kind of just doing random things. You're not even paying attention. You're like, oh, I finished that. How did I do that? Oh, shit. I got re- to repeat it. <laughs> I mean, and don't use this as an excuse to never start or go to your next step. There will always be a way to break down to manage the steps. I mean, there's going to be people and resources everywhere that help you along. And I will have some, again, links in the show notes and on the blog post with other ways to help you for little things. Or you can always email me or comment anywhere on the blog post if you have specific things that you're not quite finding. And I'm not going to go over all the steps and all the possible things you need in a business. There are books galore out there to help you with that. But I will go over some of the beginning steps and the basics. One is your product or service. Two is your audience. Three is staking your space. And four is legal. I mean, first part is your product and services that you, the point, whole point of having a business is having, having one to sell. Your, the business is making money. And it's always a good start out with two or three offers. Say like you're having a photography business. You have tiers on like engagement photos, a wedding for eight hours, and then like a extra thing for adding more hours if they need more than that. Having a range of prices so you can hit more people. I mean, for apparel, I will soon have three kinds of leggings. A normal comfy ones, yoga leggings, and athletic ones. And these will range in prices somewhere between like $36 to $89. Yes, that's a little high, but some of you people still pay for Lululemon with very thin-ass material. Later on, you can add more offerings. But you need to start off with your first core and build from that. You can't keep creating without actually getting anything back from it. And now... I can't find what you should do for you, but the two questions that you should always ask when you try to look for this and figure it out is, one, what are you passionate about? And two, how can you deliver value to people? This goes back to the last episode. Because you either need to start from something you already enjoy, know how to do, or you're filling a need out there. Like, you need to do, like, value, as in you need to, like, your area needs dog walkers are people who need to scoop poop. It technically, yes, is a job, and you can start there. You start off going around with people, letting them know that you will poop scoop. There's 
scoop poop and a lot of the tongue twister, but also offer dog walking or dog sitting. Those are different tiers, different prices. Of course, the, the poop in one, you probably pay for more because nobody want to do that. The second one is the step that this step kind of goes with the first, as in you have your product and service, but you need to know who would want it. You need to know if it's viable and not just a general overview demographic of like with the age group and education, whether or not they have kids that like, we don't want to be too general. It's like you need an actual like customer avatar. This is like the one person who is your perfect customer the person, the one person you were talking to. Especially when you're talking about when you do your blog posts, you do your social media, your marketing, everything else, and all your different ads. Like, you need to have someone specifically that you're talking to who encompasses the demographics out there that you can touch. And you need to go deep on who this person is. Where they are in life, their likes, dislikes. I mean, you need to go deeper than, like, a dating profile. You get all nosy and stalkerish, practically. Um, My person that I have for my website and kind of podcast is someone named Abby. I mean, she's like my profile for her. She's in her last year in college. She, of course, is an introvert, but she doesn't quite know what she wants to do in life. She looks at all the normal steps out there that people should be doing and none of them look appealing. She has a part-time job that she dreads keeping or even going full-time with after college. She's creative, love color, and obsessed about her fandom. Like, say she has a fandom. She has Super Hulak. If you don't know who that is, look it up. <laughs> and let me see, see where I'm going here. I mean, I, there's a lot more to her that I've added. I have pages written down that kind of keep me centered of where I'm going with her. And when I make a product, would she like it? And yes, she does have a lot of qualities of me. Because uh, I don't think, I think you, your customer should be, you should relate to them in one way or another, but they're, you shouldn't be your ideal customer because then you're just making shit for yourself. And three, next is staking your claim on your space. And this is all like you need your business name, website, email, social media handles. You have to start out, like if you have to start on Etsy or Amazon, when you start as a side hustle, that's fine. And you can keep these if you want, later on. But any legitimate business has their own website. I mean, try to make sure your business name is easy-ish to pronounce and spell. I say ish because people are kind of running out of names out there and because mine is not exactly the easiest to pronounce sometimes. And I even have people look at me kind of like, how do you spell courageous? And I'm like, I didn't think it was that hard of a word, but I stare at it and I spell it like 100 times a day because it fits what my business is. And you want to get all these things around the same time to make sure everything matches. Because if you wait too long, like, yeah, I don't know, I don't have, I don't really care about doing Twitter or, like, LinkedIn, all these other things. Like, I, my two main ones are Pinterest and Instagram. And I have my names pretty close. Sadly, um, Pinterest doesn't do the whole name because it's just too long for it. But you want to make sure you try to do it all at the same time, even if you're not going to use it. You don't want anybody else to go out later and then try to use it for your marketing and confuse your audience and confuse your customers or try to take them. And 
I mean, how your brand, your aesthetics, your social media will be determined by your customer avatar. My brand is bright and clean with splashes of, like, color. And my main, my two main social media has a lot to do with pictures because that's, my avatar likes pictures, loves the visual of it all. And so that's why I pick Instagram and Pinterest because that's where I know they are looking and they're searching for things. And the fourth part is, at some point in the beginning, you're going to want to set up your business as some kind of entity, whether it's sole proprietorship or an LLC. This gives you the extra stuff you need to open a business account, business bank account, have an EIN number for taxes and all that fun stuff. And it gives you some protections and ways you need to pay taxes. You can do this on your own through, like, legal Zoom, And it works, but... It, not the best option out there, but it's the cheaper one, especially getting started. I started off with that at first, and then I finally started getting my own lawyer to start doing some of my other steps, and someone I know that I can, that will have all my information, that I don't have to keep explaining things. And at some point, you're going to want a lawyer for yourself. It's just easier. So if you need to do a cease and desist letter or anything else that, that has, a, has a better idea of what your business is, they can help you out and give you pointers on things when you have a problem. I mean, there are a lot of good ones popping up now just for small businesses. So, honestly, check out some of the other small businesses in your area and ask them who they like. They all, we all love to tell people about all the good people we use. <laughs> and now getting copyright and trademark can wait. But I wouldn't wait too long. Because if you start getting popular or well-known early enough, there are people out there who are buying these out from under people so they can get, as they get like going, and they pretty much either force them to stop and or try to make them sell it cheaper so they can just take it over and have it. And of course, if you don't know what you're do- doing with it all, if you don't know any of the laws or you don't have an actual lawyer on hand, you don't know what your rights are. Yeah, they may have may may trick your your name, but that doesn't mean they're they they have the right to force you to sell your thing. All your things you made is still your copyright just because it's you sell it under a name that someone else takes. Doesn't mean you have to give it to them. Or like yeah, with my, my podcast, the original name, a giant company took it about the same time that I was looking into it. Yeah, they beat me a little bit to it, but it's kind of like, they used it for a movie that was years ago, And but of course they have, they have the money for it. They got, they took every freaking option out there with clothes, audio, video, written, like every freaking thing you can possibly do. They wanted it so no one else would have it, so if they decided to use it for something they can, or they can just be dicks about it, because that's because they can be their big company. And yeah, trademarking and copywriting is really, really expensive. But it's nationwide protection that you have the right to. While a sole proprietorship and an LLC only does kind of your state region area. And so someone else could, until I finished my trademark, could have taken Courageous Creativity and used it, say, in California or Florida or... New York, because that was their region. I mean, technically, there's another place who does a conference that's called Creators Creativity. 
and I have the trademark for it now, but I'm not, I'm not going to be a dick about it because their thing is not quite my demographic. I let them know that, hey, I have the trademark for it for most everything. And so I, like, keep the conference going. I don't care. But just so you know, like, I have the trademark for all these different things. So you can't be going around making all these products and, like, apparel and different things like that. Because that's still going to be encroaching. I don't mean to be a dick, but it's still mine. And you have to, um, you actually have to defend it on your own or you could lose it. Which really sucks because that's one more thing you have to do is search around and make sure no one has that damn thing and try to use it out from around you. Now, this is not a comprehensive list. My, honestly, I don't remember everything I did in the beginning. A lot of it was kind of jumbled together, and I was never like, I got one thing, I'm going to do like steps one through four, and now we're doing step the next step, and we're going to do one through eight. It wasn't that easy, sadly. And it's honestly, it was a long list I had to go back and forth on. Some of the things I had to repeat because I didn't do it right, or um, some of the ones you just kind of you have to keep doing over and over again. But honestly, I don't regret it. The learning is the fun part, at least for me. And you figure you will figure it out as you go. And also, if you truly, this is what you want. And the nice thing about starting as a side hustle is whether or not you feel like you actually are going to enjoy this as a full-time thing. So honestly, get out there and get your money and dreams. Try it out. Let me know what you guys built out there because I love reading about other people's dreams coming to fruition. Thanks for listening. For show notes and to give a donation, head over to the website at courageouscreativity.co slash blog slash podcast 12. Jump on the email list for updates on the podcast, blog, and products made just for you. As always, please leave a review.